As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, this is Joshua. I'm so happy that you guys are back for another episode of Awaken the Wonder. This one is a devotional from our YouTube series. And if you want to see an incredibly well-cut and, and well-documented devotional, you can go to our YouTube channel, Evangelist Caleb Wampler, and check this one out there. It is a blessing. The, the shots are amazing, incredible. You get to see the harvest coming in and what a treasure that is. Now, this one is going to talk about what you're doing with all the resources that the Lord has entrusted with you because you are a steward of what he's given you. So you're going to find out how God's looking at your, your money, your time, and your talents. I'm so happy that, that Caleb decided to put this one up here. This is going to bless you guys. I cannot wait for you guys to enjoy it. Let's jump right into this. I recently returned from the nation of Pakistan where an incredible miracle took place. It was actually a miracle with a woman who had glasses and she had what she described as weak eyes. In the gospel campaign, she came on the platform holding her baby and began to testify that God had done something absolutely supernatural. You see, friends, she could actually see with both of her eyes. I began to call out to her asking what has happened for you and to ask her to repeat numbers that I was holding up on the platform. And one by one, she began to nail it with one of her eyes and also from her other eye as well. Friends, I can tell you that she repeated all the numbers that I asked her to repeat. And to the glory of God, we rejoiced with 132,000 people that night who made decisions for Jesus Christ. This woman was one of them. Friends, God is doing miracles around the world. Stay tuned for what's coming on the Devo today. Hey everybody, Evangelist Caleb Wampler here coming to you from the state of Minnesota. I used to actually live here in this state and I lived here for seven and a half years and in ministering this weekend, 
over the series of nine different states over the last two and a half months. God has been moving powerfully in this ministry. And as you saw in the miracle just moments ago, he's doing amazing things even in the nations. When I look back on my life and some of the things that God has done in it, finances has actually been an area that has been a big struggle for me. And the reason is because growing up in a home without a lot of money, certainly I didn't ever lack anything that was necessary for my life, but growing up in a pastor's family, we never had a lot of money. As many people maybe know or don't know, minister's salaries are among the smallest in the entire United States. And even if you go around the world, it's even less. Um, it's actually the lowest paying degree, even lower than being paid as a teacher. Um, and so growing up in ministry, ministry homes, uh, working in ministry all the time, you can imagine we didn't have a lot of money, but yet God always took care of us. Then going over to a Bible school, having lots of financial debt, marrying my wife who also had a financial debt, and then also uh, just making some poor decisions along the journey. Before we knew it, we were tens of thousands of dollars in debt early on in our marriage and literally didn't have any clue how we were gonna get out of it. We came across some of the Dave Ramsey plan and start, started to plow. And for those that know the Dave Ramsey plan, you get that debt snowball and you start just trying to get that thing going. And it just seemed like an endless cycle of debt with small salaries, with an impossible margin and a mountain that never seemed to be able to move. At the time, money was certainly something I didn't really quite understand. And not to say that I do now, but God has given me a lot of insight into it over the years. And even just more so with this concept of sowing and of reaping. In the book of Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 10, we can find the passage here. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation, and it says this. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. As you can see, as it says here in Scripture, you will always harvest what you plant. I started to have a revelation of this back in the day, and money is the obvious thing, but I was actually going through a season of my life where during all of this financial oppression, I was actually lacking a lot of encouragement. And so I remember going to church one day and I began to ask the Lord, Lord, what am I supposed to do? I feel lost. I feel alone. I feel like there's all these issues going on in all the world. There's everything's going on in family and friendships and school and pressure and jobs. And I just feel like I'm lacking encouragement. And I heard the Lord very clearly say to me, I want you to encourage five people today and before the end of this service is over. And so after the service, I went up to all of the different people in the church service and I found five different people that I just wanted to sow encouragement into. And it was really fascinating because shortly after that, over the course of the next week, I was actually tracking it. There must have been over 40 or 50 separate occasions where people came up to me just to say, hey, I just wanted to encourage you today. I couldn't actually believe it, but by sowing encouragement with my words, I actually started to reap encouragement with my words. And so, so all of a sudden the light bulb begins to come on and I started to think, well, this is what it is with finances. I mean, I had always known, even from my early ages with my mom and dad, they would teach me to tithe. And I, would, I remember getting a dollar and it was like, all right, we're gonna take a dime of that. We're gonna take it to the church and you're gonna sow into the tithes and offerings today. 
So even from an early age, tithing wasn't really the big deal. And as you can see in Malachi, it says if you will just tithe, God will literally open the windows of blessing so much and pour them out on you that you will not have room to contain for the blessings that are to come. In my life though, I didn't really seem to be uh, living this verse out or reaping that uncontainable blessing that scripture said that we would have. And so I began to look and say, surely I must be missing something in, about this law of harvest. But here it was in scripture saying that if we will literally plant, that we will harvest everything we plant. And so we will reap the good things and we will reap the bad things. I mean, scripture again, as it says, that says that we will harvest whatever it is that we plant. This can happen in every single area of our lives. So I started to look at my finances and say, what am I missing? I started to look and see all of these giving scriptures and how God said that he would just pour open the windows of heaven, that he would have immeasurably more and give us more than we could even ask for. And I was like, well, why am I not reaping this in my life? And I started to realize that it was because I actually thought of tithing as only 10% of what God wanted. And one day it hit me that God wanted to, that all that I had. He wanted every single penny of what I had. Tithing was just a test of obedience of my heart, but he actually wanted 100% of my money, not just 10% of my money. He wanted 100% of my time, not just 10% of my time. If he says, unless a man deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me, he's not worthy of me. This is the God who wants our all. He wants everything. In John chapter six at the feeding of the 5,000, when the boy brought his fish and loaves to, to, be, to be a part of the offering, Jesus didn't take just one fish and one loaf. He took the entire offering from the boy, broke it and blessed it. What was happening was that I was only giving Jesus my money as it came to tithing, but not giving Jesus my all when it came with the money. Friends, he was just asking me to be a steward of what was actually his. He wanted all of my money. And so here it was, I began to ask the Lord as I was having this revelation on encouragement, could this actually work with my money? I was working three jobs at the time and I remember like looking at my mountain of debt saying, how could I possibly overcome this debt? And I began to think of all these different ways that I could sow and uh, find ways to give 100% of my money to the Lord and ask him to have control of all of it. And so I started to pray crazy prayers like, God, would you help me to have the faith to give $100 to somebody? I didn't have $100, but would you give me the faith to be able to do it? And $200 and $300, $450, $500, $600, $700, until one day I finally got the faith up to ask him, Lord, would you give me the faith to give $1,000? And so we moved over to a different state at the time. And I remember attending this church service and the Lord began to prompt me in my heart that, uh, that I was gonna be giving $1,000 for the first time. Now, as you know, when you move, moving's expensive. We had a big moving truck. There was, uh, there was about $2,300 from the moving truck bill moving from Minnesota over to Florida. And then I had the first month's rent and the, first, uh, and the second month's rent to pay for my apartment and all these financial obstacles. Like how in the world was I ever gonna be able to pay for all of these financial obstacles? And then here I am in the service, brand new to this church. I hadn't even started attending a church. I didn't have a home church. I was just looking for a church. And here in this offering, the Lord tells me to open my eyes while everybody's eyes are closed. And I look down to the front and there's this gentleman with his hand up in the front row. And the Lord says, give that man a thousand dollars. I about peed myself no! because I was so freaked out that he actually asked me to give the man a thousand dollars. A man that I didn't know who to this day, I don't know who he is or I can't remember his name. I, I looked over at my wife uh, freaking out saying, well, there's no way possibly we could give this man a thousand dollars. We don't even have a thousand dollars. 
I said, honey, you know, we don't even have $1,000, but I feel like God wants us, us to give that man $1,000. You see that man with his hand up? Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to give him $1,000. What do you think? I knew we had to be in agreement. And, and I'm like, surely my wife wouldn't go for this. She knows we're broke. And so she begins to pray for 30 seconds, opens her eyes and says, we're supposed to give the man $1,000. I'm like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? God, you accounted for her too. Like, there's no way. And I begin to freak out. I'm like, do you have the checkbook with you? She's like, I wish I did it, but I have the checkbook. And I started freaking out. Oh man, we're actually going to have to give this man $1,000. And so I get the checkbook. I walk down as the offertory is going on in the service. And I said, sir, could you tell me what your name is? And he tells me and I say, could you tell me how to spell that? He's like, what? And I begin to write out his name on the check ledger and I give him a check for $1,000. I walked away and I said, God, I'm trying to be cheerful right now. Please help me to be cheerful in my giving. And I walked back and meanwhile, my wife's crunching all the numbers, realizing that if we combine all of our checking and savings account, put everything into one account, that we would only have two cents left in our account when everything cleared. And the Lord spoke to her and said, those are my two cents. Friends, that was a very humbling moment for us, but it was a moment that changed everything about our lives. I, I remember going to work the next day and there was a coworker there and he began to uh, ask me if I wanted to go to lunch with him uh, over, over, over the lunch break. And I said, uh, you know, I'm okay. You know, starting a new job. And he's like, no, no, we should go to lunch. And I'm like, okay, well, on my way to work, my gas light had come on and I didn't even know how I was going to make it home from work. You know, I had a 25 minute commute and and he says, uh, he, we, we go down to go to lunch and he says, oh, can you drive? I forgot my keys upstairs. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay, I'll drive. And I'm starting to panic, you know, and we start driving and he says, can you pull into that gas station over there? I just, I feel like I'm supposed to fill up your gas tank. Friends, I don't know how I would have made it home if he didn't fill up my gas tank, but God had accounted even for that moment. And, and, and it got even better and more beautiful because when I got home, there was groceries on my front steps and I, I didn't even know anybody. I had just moved there. We, we didn't live anywhere near anybody that we knew. We didn't know anybody. We just moved and now there's groceries on our step. Like God was providing for us. And, 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 and now I, a few weeks later, this person sends a $5,000 check in the mail, a $5,000 check and everything just completely got changed in that moment. And before we could even uh, hesitate on what to do with that money, we said before this even becomes an obstacle in our head, God, you, it took us literally years to believe to give $1,000. Right now, we are going to trust you and do $1,000 again immediately before we even have a chance to let it get into our heads of what we should do with this money. We took $1,000 immediately and we sewed it completely. Friends, that was the day that everything began to change for us in our finances. We began to pray crazy prayers. Lord, would you help us to give the faith to have $1,500 and $2,000 and $2,500 and $3,000, $4,000, $5,000. And at a personal level, as a missionary evangelist, you guys know missionaries aren't over here making lots of money. You know, we're, we're living uh, with everything we have, sowing our entire lives into the gospel. But yet God was getting a hold of our finances and we were realizing it was 100% His. Suddenly giving started to become fun and we looked for opportunities to give. And before we knew it, we as missionaries were supporting 10 missionaries and supporting over 30 different uh, missions organizations, evangelism organizations in, in a given year as a missionary. And again, it's not that it was about crazy amounts or anything. We were just trying to be faithful to what God had asked us to do. And friends, he began to bless us. We started to sow with everything we had, every opportunity we had as he would lead. And we would start to all of a sudden see all this harvest. You know, a lot of us are 
maybe willing to go pray for somebody if somebody needs prayer, but hey, don't talk to me about my wallet. You know, I got my wallet here. I got, I got my, my finances here and you can start to pull out dollar bills. You know, I, I have some Pakistani money in here in my wallet right now from, from my recent trip there. And I, I got a dollar bill in there and we get so crazy about this money. I mean, don't talk to me about the cards. You know, let's start pulling out these cards here. And this thing is like a God to so many of us. God doesn't have our finances. Our finances have us and friends. That's really the problem. When it comes to sowing and reaping, God wants to set us free. He wants to deliver us. He wants to lavishly, abundantly, beyond all that we could ask or imagine, pour his harvest over us. Friends, we will harvest what we plant. I don't know about you, but I think it's time that we start sowing lavishly into the kingdom of God. This is a season of harvest. And The world right now is in a crazy place, but friends, we have the ability to sow into harvest and see God move in impossible ways. This isn't meant to just be about money, but friends, some of us feel like we're in time debt. Are you sowing your time into the kingdom of God? Some of us feel like we're lacking encouragement. Are you encouraging others? Some of us feel like nobody's praying for us. Friends, are you sowing seeds of prayer into others? We will reap whatever it is we harvest. It is a promise from scripture, from the kingdom of God. Friends, we will reap whatever it is that we sow. What are you sowing today? Are you sowing into the kingdom of God with your time, your money, your energy, your resources, with all that you have to offer? Friends, there is no better way to live. And I can promise you that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to put fear in your heart. But God comes to give you abundant life. And I just encourage you today, as it was with us, to pray a crazy prayer and say, God, what could you do If you could have my all with my finances and my time and my resources, what could you do with my life, God, if if I were willing to give all? I, I, I just am so crazy to believe today, friends, that if you're willing to pray this crazy prayer and say, God, help me to be the answer to somebody else's prayer request today, that all of a sudden your prayer requests would start to be answered all over the place. I've seen this in my own life. I have implemented it in my own life. And in every single area, I say, God, you get the glory from my life. You get the harvest from my life. Whatever it is you want to do with my life, all of my life is yours. Friends, this isn't about tithing today. It's not just about doing a couple good things and having people do good things to you. Friends, this is about giving your entire you to Jesus. Because if he has your entire you, friends, he will take that you and he will multiply you into the nations, into the world to see his glory come in the earth as the waters cover the sea. Friends, he is here. He is leaning over your life today and he has uh, wonders from heaven above to bless you and to keep you and to cause his face to shine upon you. Friends, will you sow your life today into the kingdom of God? Will you give all today to see Jesus glorified in your life? I bless you here from Minnesota. God bless you guys. I'll see you real soon. Okay, guys. That was so much fun. And man, again, if you have not gone to the YouTube channel yet and checked out the video, you need to do it. It just brings so much more life to what he shares. And those were already incredible just listening to it. But when you get to see, man, it's good. It's good. But hey, I hope you're blessed by that one. Like always, we want you guys to have an amazing day learning to walk with the Lord in supernatural ways and awaking the wonder that the Lord has put inside of you. If you guys are blessed by it, please go ahead and review and leave a comment on our channel here and tell us how we're doing. Make sure and and leave us testimonies of what's going on or, or questions that you have. We love interacting with all of you guys right here that listen to Awaken the Wonder. Make sure you stay tuned for next episode. God's got more in store for you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Awaken the Wonder. 
If you enjoyed today's show and want more ministry like this, please visit kingdomencounters.us where you can find weekly blogs and my latest book, Hunger. Be sure to subscribe and follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at the tag Evangelist Caleb Wampler. If the Lord leads you to partner with us in the nations in prayer and giving, visit kingdomencounters.us. I'll see you next time. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.